Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Yotus B Sport is back. Three forty-one, probably. Stu's here. Hi, Stu. Hey, B. And John. Jonathan. Hello. The funny thing, I'm laughing because. I just made these guys sit and watch me watch the wild game on the TV here. It just overtime just finished. I don't watch shootouts, So you'll, you'll, by the time this podcast comes out, you'll know whether they won or lost this dumb shootout. Secondhand hockey watching is Dr. Puck and Mr. Crease's favorite ways to yeah, watch hockey. That's the way you guys like it. Mr. Puck, Mr. Puck and Dr. Crease. Is that, I think that's what it is. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Dr. Puck, Mr. Doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, we were already, to the shock of many, including ourselves, we're already planning to record a podcast tonight. So this can't technically be called the Korea Emergency Podcast, but that's the right. most newsworthy thing. So let's get started with uh, with the news there. Um, Stu, walk me through your emotions. How are you feeling right now? Um, I think I've, of the, uh, the, the uh, participants in this podcast, I'm probably the most enthusiastic about this. Okay. Just because they needed a fucking shortstop, and Carlos Correa is an incredibly good shortstop. They got him, and we um, like him. He's a good guy. He's a good dude. Yeah, they, he was everything they asked for. Every all by all accounts was great in the clubhouse. Um, was I mean again? He his performance speaks for itself. He almost had a five uh, WAR last year. Uh, played like 134 out of 140 games or whatever. After he had like COVID and that like almost broken finger, so mm-hmm. durable. Uh, really good <laughs> at his job. I mean, durable in a twin sense. <laughs> Only um, has yeah. one leg that could be described yes. as gammy. Yeah, you know, when, when he described that injury as like how cousin Eddie described the plate in his head. <laughs> yeah. his occasion. So, like, if he actually hurts it, he'll piss his pants and forget who he is for ten minutes. <laughs> um, but I'm fine with it, and I I know they need pitching. I'm very well aware they need pitching. <laughs> They need a lot of it. They yeah. need they need health. They need Royce Lewis back. They need another. They need to trade Max Kepler. They need another corner outfielder. They need an entirely new bullpen. I know this, but they got like a Hall of Fame caliber shortstop uh-huh. for cheaper than they would have gotten him a month ago. So I. I'm not gonna, I, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not going to talk shit about it. It's good. It's a unqualified good thing that this happened. Over to John for the counter. Well, it's not really a counter because <laughs> I too am glad they signed Carlos Correa. Damn it. This is the worst first take segment of all time. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here is the thing that I want to say and why Stu is saying I'm being negative because this was what we were talking about in the group chat. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills a little bit because the the reactions I've read have verged on. They're all, they're all sort of trending towards 
my gosh, this is the final piece to put the twins over the top. He was on the team last year. He was on the team last year that could that completely underachieved. And I know there was a lot of Emilio Pagan, who's back, by the way. Emilio yes. Pagan is still on the team. Oh, we're, we're, Finally, he's the missing but piece. Pagan. At no point last year do I remember thinking, man, what the twins really need to do is just run it back with this group. Here we go. This is the missing piece. World Series or bust. And again, I want to stress, I'm very glad they signed Carlos Correa. There's no yes. reason not to sign Carlos Correa if you can get it, unless you're an idiot. But, I mean, all, all of the things that come up about why not to sign Carlos Correa, like, oh, six years from now, his leg could fall off. That's all true, but it's not my money, and I don't care. Right. I don't care who Correct. the Twins spend money on. I want Carlos Correa on my favorite baseball team because he's good at baseball. But yeah, mm-hmm. the idea that this is this is a game changing thing for them. The, whenever it's free agent time, the the, the game changing things are like, all right, we're adding a new player we didn't have before. Not true in this case. And the other thing that always comes up is uh, it's a statement of intent. It's it's a it's a statement that a guy like this wanted to be here. Carlos Correa in no way wanted to play for Minnesota. He tried twice to sign with other teams. He's done his absolute best to never play another game for the Minnesota Twins, and he hasn't managed to. You really think he uh, is not into us? <laughs> I have actual evidence that he's not, Brandon. Well, I mean, third place out of, you know, <laughs> that's not bad for Minnesota. <laughs> We're on the medal stand, true. John. We're on true. the medal stand. Yeah, that's a podium level. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess what I'm saying is, I don't know. I don't know if this is the the absolute game changer that people are making it out to be. It's they got a good player. I'm glad he's coming back. I think he will help the team be better. But whether the team is good or not, as we saw last year, has less to do with Carlos Correa and more to do with a million other things. Yeah. Does the fact that the Mets were one of the teams that backed out slow your roll a little bit here on this one as well. That guy spends money more than any other owner in baseball does not give a shit. He's just like a diehard fan who somehow has $4 billion gives guaranteed contracts to everybody. And if he had a problem with it, I just, if this was like the giants and the Phillies backed out for some reason, I think that would make me give me less pause than the, than the Mets. Right. It is. The, the the Warriors owner in basketball is like this too, isn't he? Yes. Doesn't he pay a billion dollars in luxury tax every year or something like that? Yeah, their payroll is like 150 million, but actually their bill comes due at 470 million or some shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Cohen's like, the same way. It's like somehow it's Steve Cohen and the the Warriors guy, and then all of these oil states that own soccer teams that operate on the same thing of like, well, it actually doesn't matter how much money we spend. Yeah. So I don't I mean, I don't know. I don't think Steve Cohen has built up a huge reservoir of amazing decisions where you're like, well, if Steve Cohen is out on this one, I don't know how I feel about this. Right, right. Okay. So maybe maybe the the thing to remember is that Steve Cohen is possibly a huge idiot. <laughs> it I mean, it seems possible that Steve Cohen is it a seems huge idiot. likely. Maybe like, even probable. Okay, that helps. That helps. That was one that was worrying me a little bit. I was like, how I mean, fucked up is this leg? Just here's the thing. Correa failed a physical with the Giants. 
Well, wasn't that a 10 year contract? I think no, that was the 12 year. That was the 12 year contract. No, Either way, 13 and then. And then 12. Either way, Steve Cohen was like, all right. So he failed a physical. Another team didn't think he was worth it. What I'm going to do is sign him until 2034. <laughs> what do you think about that, Scott Torres? Yeah. Yeah. And in my head, at this point, Cray was like, forget it. I love, I love the Minnesota Twins. I just want to go back to them. That's what I'm going to do. And your head, it's fuck. I can't find anywhere else to play this year. God damn it. <laughs> it is it is kind of funny to me that I, I can't exactly remember the numbers on the weird contract he had last year, but effectively they basically he just opted in for the last two years of this contract plus kind a of. couple more. It's not too far off, right? I think it was something like three years, a hundred and something millions, it ended up being like thirty five million a year, but he had an opt out. And that's pretty close to what he's gonna be getting for the first couple of years. And then at some point later there ends up being he has to have so uh, enough at bats. Um, which I'm, you know, obviously he'll, he'll not get to, um, so that will bring the contract on a little bit, but you know, who can will... worry about the, the 2028 version or the 2031 version of Carlos Correa future that? us. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. current us. No, I don't have to give a shit. Yeah. I only care oh, about no. next year. <laughs> the twins might have an extra 30 million on their payroll in 2029. Don't care. Nope. Don't at no point in my entire tenure as a Twins fan, even if you took the money and made it the same, even not accounting for inflation, at no point in my whole Twins fan life have they not been able to afford thirty million dollars of dead money for no right. reason. Right. There's no salary cap. Carl Polad had plenty of money. It's there, there's on a no few reason. More farmers' houses. It's fine. That's, <laughs> exactly. We won't be around anyway. All of yeah. our various schemes. We'll have caught That's up right to right. us and we'll be on the land. Oh, yeah. As somebody said on Twitter this week, uh, apologies for forgetting who prison in Azerbaijan is like the best case for most of us. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I so will this say is good news, but it's just the not... person. The person that I feel the worst for in this whole Carlos Correa saga it in the, now that he's signing with the twins, the person I feel the worst for is Carlos Correa. Because, man, I saw what happened to Joe Maurer, who signed broadly a similar contract in terms of the number of years and the number of dollars. And he he had the he had kind of the worst case scenario in terms of he played four years as a catcher and then he got injured and played four years at first base. And people just absolutely they blamed him for everything that went wrong. And that's what's yep. going to happen to Carlos Correa now. Oh, yeah. He's he gonna is, like there will be like a like a high leverage situation two on two out bottom of the ninth inning in a winnable game, he's going to strike out. Mm-hmm. And Never that's going to be Carlos Correa for the rest of his twins career to yeah. idiots. Like the guys who don't like Joe Maurer, complete fucking yeah. morons. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just um, uh, congratulations to Dan Barrero on his next bit, I guess. Is what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scapegoat for the next six years, mm-hmm. for sure. Ooh, that's I'm smart. what the I'm money's Dan. for, I guess. Sorry. That's right. For $35 million, I'm more than willing to be the twin scapegoat for any yep. number yep. of years. Yeah, I don't think Joe Maurer's losing sleep. I wouldn't think so. Well, he's got like 45 kids, so he's losing some sleep. Yeah, that's right. That, this isn't the reason he's losing sleep. It's. I mean, in some ways, it's nice. I Obviously, I'm sad he's gone, but you see the pictures and the interviews now, and you. it's nice to just remember him for being adorable mm-hmm. instead yeah. of for anything on the field. Just an adorable person. Just the baseball savant who is just, you know, adorable. 
and I've said all along, if you know, as a personality, if you, mm. if you know differently, if you know that Joe Maurer is not an adorable person, you take that with you oh, to your grave. Yeah, don't it's let important. us know. We don't want to. We don't want to know. Ignorance. I don't want to know. We do want to know about the secret rap album, but we don't want to know anything else. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. what I wouldn't give. Oh, the bar is exclusive, and we yeah. just are sampling. The Can rap you imagine album? if Joe Maurer has bars? That would just be great if Joe Mauer has bars. Oh, oh, God. How old do you think Joe Mauer has to be before he just puts this out and doesn't care anymore? Because um, he's about my age. He's, he's a year younger than me, I think. So yep. I, I think pretty soon he's going to reach that I don't care level. Yeah, you could definitely uh, foresee in the next few years one of his kids gets old enough and is on TikTok and he just has to release some songs as kind of a jokey bit. For mm-hmm. for one of the kids, just as a as a bonding thing, that might be the only our only way in. Brandon, are any of your kids on TikTok? No, no, they're on TikTok. They're, they're I mean, they're uh, they watch some stuff here and there. I, I mean, I have TikTok on my phone just to entertain them for a while, but they've never created a video. They're too they've young and the not clever enough. They've not ticked any talks, and they probably won't ever. They're just watchers. They're not creators. Not like us. <laughs> oh, no. They don't have what we have. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently too much time on our hands. Yeah. yeah they have friends. That's yeah, much different. Weirdos. <clears throat> Never like I don't myself. get it personally. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me, but uh, apparently it makes them happy. I don't know. I don't get it. Um. Okay. Well, you know, generally we love to play our famous sportive game when any good news happens called How Will This Go Wrong? We may be able to table that for a while if you want to. It seems obvious enough. His leg's going to fall off. Didn't he get like I mean, tagged hard at second this year and like almost had to like it hit, yeah, his, he, it hit his And what he titanium. said was he said he stayed down because his plate was vibrating, which yeah, my leg went th- numb. How tightly is that plate screwed into the bone? If it's yeah. vibrating back and forth, it's like the it's like the well, it's shield there, on an engine. The, the injury happened in 2014, so it's almost a decade old. I imagine plates and legs, they're just, you know, they 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 age like bodies do. They're rusty. Some wear and tear in there. Like know? the crowns on, it's like the crowns on your teeth that yeah. they fall off after a couple of years, and the dentist is like, well, that happens, wasn't me. May have to go in there and like, you know, get some get some varnish on that thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. How is how is varnish going to tighten up that? I don't know, <laughs> John. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. He's not no, a titanium plate know. doctor. He might be a deck. You don't <laughs> he's, know. He's he's Doctor Puck, not Doctor Titanium Plate in my leg. That's right. That's chicken. I think he's I meant to say tonight. polish instead of varnish, but you know. Oh it's yeah. Live. Either way, these podcasts are live, folks. They're just you know, <laughs> just got to roll with the mistakes. Uh, we'll fix it surprise you, but we don't go yeah. back. Yep. Oh, God, no. No, we do not. Okay, well, I think I'm... I think I feel the same way. I'm super excited about it. It was, you know, 90% happiness and 10% chaos was why I like it. Because it's pretty fucking wild to do something like this. I, don't, I, can't, I can't remember a thing happening even close to this ever no, in any weird. sport. Super weird. So... Right. So all that's really good news. But yeah, still need pitching. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And is, they're going to do it via trade because there's no good pitchers. There's no good. Who is the starting rotation? If the season started today, who would be the rotation? Um, there's Joe Sunniford, Ryan. Sunniford Gray. Um, Kenta I, Maeda. Kenta Maeda. Um, Mal, Mally. Molly. Uh, Bailey Ober, I believe. 
Ober is the fifth star. Joe Ryan's in there, I think. Joe Ryan is in there. That's not terrible, right? I mean, Bailey Ober is not great, but if they're all five healthy, then that's fine. The only problem is after that, it's uh, we're back to Randy Dobnak. Well, uh, the dude from the Padres last year, Paddock, he might be back. Chris Paddock, the disco. Um, the guy they got from the Reds in the middle of uh, the trade deadline. Uh, yeah, that was Mally. Holly yeah. Mally. Mally. He's one so, of them. I mean, they've got like some, but I mean, it's not like going to blow you away. And Louis Varland. And we're in the same division as a team that just gets incredible starting pitchers out of their farm system every year. I played the Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland Guardians are their system is just I don't know how they do it. C- certainly the Twins can't do it and they stole the guys from the Indians who did it and they still can't do it. Witchcraft. <laughs> There's something there. I don't get it. And all of their bullpen arms are like they all throw 98 and you, none of the pitches are straight ever, but they all are in the strike zone. It's it's not fair and I don't like it. They're jerks is what they are. They're jerks and fuck the White Sox. Both. Well, they did get rid of uh, Larusa, so maybe it'll be good this year, but I doubt it. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna miss Larusa. That was a oh. that was a funny period of it was great. White Sox baseball. Literally yeah. sabotaging a really good young team just by being a red ass all the time. The worst, the worst possible manager for that team, oh, and it God. blew up in their faces. The it'd Jeff like Saturday hiring, it'd be like hiring Mike Zimmer to counsel your marriage. Just, <laughs> <laughs> he'd just be sitting there between the two of you trying to keep, you know, your family together. And he'd just walk out of the room and send just dropping one, F-bombs on everybody. <laughs> send Gary Kubiak in to settle things <laughs> or whatever. Some former guy that he came up with, you know. Gunther Cunningham's ghost will come in there <laughs> smoke a heater and tell you, hey, hey, you got to just listen to him sometimes, man. You just got to listen to him sometimes, man. So, sorry. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, I didn't mean to go after Mike Zimmer so soon without <laughs> when Chicken isn't here to defend him. Yeah, no, I love it. Oh, no shit. Obviously a fan. Yeah. <laughs> you're, playing to the, you're playing to the crowd. Yeah. Crowd pleaser. That's right. Have you Sorry, read anything? Ghost marriage counselor. I gotta, <laughs> we have to write something about that. That's what it's, <laughs> that's a really good bit. <laughs> it's gold. Yeah. Gold, Jerry. It's an eight episode mini series in that for sure. At minimum. Oh, sorry. Have you read Can any ghost uh, marriage counselor be Tim Conway? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Correa signed for six years. We agree, right? Six or seven? Six. Six, six with yeah. options for 43 more or something like that. Or, yeah, I somehow mean. it's the yeah 500 and something at-bats, which will be, what, 35? And nobody right. gets that many at-bats even now and certainly won't. You can't that. get 500 at-bats on a Rocco Baldelli team. Oh, no, sir. There, That's how we get back in Chicken's Good Graces. That was yep. one of his complaints about Rocco. Well, I mean, it's, it's true. He, it does... He is. He, he really very, seems averse to letting with a, letting anybody play baseball. He's just, just yeah. that's just true. You and can be on the team, but you can't play. He's overcautious. Yeah. So my question is: Have you read anything, or do you have any of your own opinions about what this means for Royce Lewis? And I think his name is Brooks Lee. They are both shortstops, and they're both mm-hmm. studs, apparently. Have you, is Royce going to move to the outfield or third base or second base or is Correa going to move at some point maybe because he was about to play third for the Mets right? Yeah, um, I mean, 
at some point, Korea is going to get old ish. Yeah. Yep. I, I I mean, my understanding is that Korea is a fine defensive shortstop, but not an all not uh, otherworldly defensive shortstop. So we were joking earlier, but it actually may be a Mauer 2.0 here, right? The past, I mean, for the last two seasons, he may be at first base and not be quite good enough as a first baseman and gets booed to hell and everybody hates him forever. But Correa is pretty valuable. I mean, even if you put Correa's bat at third base, I think it would still be almost as valuable, wouldn't it? I think yeah. so. In this yeah. day and age? Mm-hmm. Yes. In this economy? Yeah. In this economy? <laughs> it works. I mean, it's funny because 20 years ago, every first baseman in the league hit 55 home runs somehow. Mm-hmm. And now every first baseman in the league somehow is Doug Minkiewicz. I I don't quite don't, understand how that's happened. What happened? Yeah. What happened? Sense. What happened to the Boog Powells of the world? Where where have you gone, Boog Powell? I don't know, man. Yeah, that, I don't. Get that it makes either. no sense to me. Like designated hitter, you, there used to be good designated hitters, didn't there? Now it's like designated hitters are worse than the league average. Ah, is that? I want to believe you. It just makes no sense to me. I, I I'm saying this very confidently, as if I'm absolutely <laughs> listen sure to of the myself. tone. Of course, I'm right. Yes. Yeah, I don't understand why that's the case. I mean, hitting is harder in general because pitchers are insane, and there's really no end in sight at this point. It, ha- it hasn't slowed down yet. We haven't no. hit a. Oh, the pitchers used to be great, and now they've all been very similar for the past X many years. They still continue to get filthier and throw harder every single year. So that's not good. But you'd think with the shifts that have been happening the past few years, the the fact that you stolen bases aren't quite as important, you'd think these like Cecil Fielders of the world would every DH or, or every team would have him at first base, right? Because you could have a second mm-hmm. baseman play over more. So now his defense, his mobility doesn't matter. Right. We're not worrying about stealing bases. We're not worrying about taking extra bases. Just hit a, a bunch of bombs. But you're right. There's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of Eric Hosmers just out and about. Right. <laughs> a world full of Hosmers. Oh. Too many Hosmers. I mean, I thought the one was too many. <laughs> and now there's a few. A bunch even. That's the right. Hosmer buffet. A murder of Hosmers. <laughs> a murder of Hosmers. Okay. Right. All right. Fine. I'll write it down. yeah okay so i guess we'll see about royce and about brooks yeah i mean obviously it would be great it it seems like it would be a great problem to have to have too many shortstop prospects right because generally i mean you you can correct me if i'm wrong but generally what happens is we you draft a shortstop prospect or you draft 15 shortstop prospects and it turns out that of the 15 you drafted, 10 of them can't hit, and the other five can't play shortstop. Right. And so you end up with, you know, four third basemen and somehow a first baseman. Miguel, you guys remember Miguel Sano was a shortstop when they first got him? Oh, boy. Uh huh. He was like 14. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I, I recognize what happened here, but <laughs> at, at, the t- at the time, it was like, I don't, I don't know if he's got, I don't know if he can stick at shortstop. You think? He could not. He could not. Anyway. I wonder Everybody what happened to that guy. Time. Miguel Sano. Yeah. I, Let's remember some guys. Does he again. play in Winter yeah. League? No, in notably not signed by any other major league team yet. He's got to be playing Winter Ball, doesn't he? Probably. No news on the internet. It's hard to say. <laughs> well, 
He gave us some good memories. Yep. One week a year, he was incredible. Mm -hmm. Please let him be playing winter ball. Do you want us to hold? As your research? No, not not that badly. Okay, I think I've got all my Korea, Korea, Korea thoughts out. We got a lot more. We got a lot more spring ahead of us, so we can we can put a pin in the twins convo, I suppose. Yes, yes, lots more to come. But uh, all in all, we got some winter sports, Brandon. Extremely good day for the twins. Okay, moving on. Uh, let's talk Vikings football. Oh. Yeah, here we go. This is the official NFL Vikings playoff preview. We have not prepared a single goddamn thing for you. Nope. But they're playing this weekend playing. against the New York Giants. Yep. Team they played, played the Giants. Ago. They beat them by yep. three, which is by insane. Three. Just mm-hmm. like every other fucking game, except that last one. Do you know they almost came back and had a positive point differential? That was close. Ended yep. up like minus two or three. Honestly, yeah. they might have ended up with a positive point differential, except Duke Shelley picked off a fourth down pass that was going nowhere. If he knocked it down, they would have had the ball at the 20. But I, if I'm Duke Shelley, I do the same thing because he's never oh, had yeah. an interception in his life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good for him. Like five, but, six, and 150. I mean, yeah, those guys don't get like, a lot of interceptions. He was the guy happen. that preserved the negative point differential, a record that will never be broken. No, ever. impossible. There will uh-huh. never be another 13-win team 13 in the NFL. Nope. Unless they go to a 27-game schedule. <laughs> which they might. Which yeah. they might. There yeah. will never, ever be another 13-win team with a negative point differential. It cannot happen. Do you want to... I just looked up the uh, wins predictions for the Vikings. Do you want to walk through it? What, what do you mean? Sure. The wins prediction? By us. Our wins predictions for the Vikings when mm. we did our famous season right. preview. I know what I think I I know what I think I said, but go Do ahead. You. John, you predicted 7 wins. Yep, that's what I thought I said. I'm proud of myself here. Chicken Fingers predicted 0 wins. <laughs> and he also predicted the Lions would finish ahead of the Vikings. So, I think we should give him a half point for that. He did believe in the that's Lions right. and that he believed lunatic in the Lions Dan more than, Campbell <laughs> more than anyone else. So, Craziest yep, thing about Dan point. Campbell, and I have to give him credit, he seems like and he looks like and his brand is like the guy who would never go for a fourth down ever, and he does it constantly. He can't yep. get enough of the analytics. Loves his fourth downs. A huge meathead looking guy who just is just all into the probabilities. So congratulations to Dan Campbell. What a fun game that last game was. My God. Oh. One of the best games all season, and that includes really Vikings games. Yeah, I'd say outside of the Buffalo and Indianapolis games, that was that was the best. It oh, was great. Incredible. Oh. Uh, Stu, congratulations. You are the winner this year. Mr. Optimism, as you've always been known. Did I, you predicted nine and eight. Oh, hey, <laughs> look at that. Fantastic. And you uh, also predicted how the season would end. Do you want to, do you remember what you predicted there? I figured they would uh, have a wild card opportunity in the last game and just get boat raced by the Eagles. By oh, I, I thought they would get in the wild card. Wow, that's I didn't think they, I didn't think I predicted a playoff spot. I thought they would lose in the last game of the year. No, wow. you said nine and eight. They'd lose in the playoffs to the Eagles. Fantastic! Oh, wow, that, they still could actually. Somehow. That might actually happen. That's incredible. <laughs> Holy shit! And wow. now I'm going to give myself. Uh, half credit as well because I predicted as I have every year for the past 50 years eight eight and one 
Um, mm-hmm. And point differential wise, that is technically about what they should have been. <laughs> they were an That's eight and one team. So they just uh, somehow squeaked out five insane victories. Yeah, great. I do. Great, I mean, fun, fun year, honestly, fun. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. absolutely aggravating, but fun. I mean, there's Vikings fans who are like really mad at all the like football outsiders and all the math websites for not respecting the Vikings just because the numbers make them mad. So mad they, don't, mad. they don't respect them. Why would you care? <laughs> They're 13 and four. They have a home playoff game. Why do you care that the math doesn't like them? What, what, I don't being, the what numbers say they got lucky. Possibly Who be gives making? a shit? Yeah, what if they did get lucky? lucky? Who cares? What are what arguments are these straw men people making? Because I would like to know. I bet there's something about like they're just really clutch. Maybe yeah. they win close games because they're really good at end of game situations and not just because it's a coin flip. I can see wanting to believe that. I can see talking yourself into that, and I can see that like sort of playing out, especially in this season when they were the same exact team last year. And they were awful at the end of the game and end of half situations. That probably was a big difference. You're literally getting off a year where they lost all of these games. Mm -hmm. So you know it's possible to have an inordinate number of these things go one way or the other. Uh Instead of it always being a constant, they win this one, they lose that one. They win this one, they lose that one. Sometimes you catch a break. It is amazing how similar last year and this year were, except for the number of wins. And Mm -hmm. it all can be traced back to the fact they really hated Mike Zimmer. <laughs> I have no other. There's. It's the only logical explanation is that they hated going to work last year. It's nobody that or they've been blessed by a benevolent wizard this year. And this this <laughs> actually plays into a, um, a question I have for the two of you. Oh, from listener oh. Rocket. Oh, oh, no. oh my God! <laughs> I was such prepared. a roller coaster right here. Ooh, a listener <laughs> oh, question. Oh, oh it's fuck. a rocket. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! What did he Jesus. say about my mom? Oh God! You leave my mom out of this rocket. You, you son of a bitch! I have a two-part ask sportive question. Uh, no, it's a two-parter. This is even worse. The second one, John. He's going to set us up, and the second one will be about our moms. Oh. <laughs> There's not a few. I don't see the word mom in here. Oh. If Mike Zimmer, see the word strumpet in there because nope. that's usually sister. No, if Mike Zimmer had still been the coach, what would the Vikings' record have been this season? And would more players have been lost to injury from stabs in the back or from being thrown under the bus? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, it's so first, sad. Uh, first off, be what, would their, what would their record have been this year with Mike Zimmer as head coach? Mm. Uh, five, eight, and four. Four ties. <laughs> Yeah, seven wins. Seven wins. Seven and ten. Yeah, I, I would have probably two. Two and fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Just I mean, they were so just everything about that team last year was they were so unpleasant to watch. And now we know it's because they hated their lives. So I think it would have just been even a more poisonous atmosphere this year. Would and they have they, tried a sixty one yarder to win a game? I feel like they would have just punted somehow. Oh, they would have knelt it. They would have knelt just, it. Just let's, yeah, it's, or or ran it. One of the two. They would have done a little uh, ball control offense while down thirty-six to three against the Colts. Um, Jefferson would have worked. Jefferson would have shut his season down midway through, and yep. man, he he'd be on the Diggs path to out of town. Yep. Um. Yep. See, Asking advice from Diggs. How did you do? Alvin this? Cook would have gotten five hundred carries. <laughs> yeah, um, and Madison as well. They both would be injured. 
by the end of the yeah. year. Um, the corn, I don't know the running the veer. Uh, offensive coordinator would have been fired. Cole, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's obvious. Um, yep. the defensive coordinator would have been either Paul Hackett's kid or Jim Fossil's kid. <laughs> um, let's see. So yeah, that's it. It's just yeah, it would have been bad. That's I think we you know we done we we know the answer to these questions. I think Rocco's just setting us up to get some jokes off, and I appreciate that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, there's I no way this season would have been the same with Mike Zimmer as head coach. Because we saw it's the same goddamn team, the same yep. team, one year older. So in theory, they would have been worse than they were last year, and they were bad last year. So, and next year they can—I mean, they're not doing this, this season, but next year they'll probably have a better defensive coordinator too. Everything's next looking up for us. Next year they'll have a better defensive coordinator and a much harder schedule. I would expect. I would expect some serious regression next year. So just enjoy the playoffs this year. Yeah, enjoy the probably, I mean, they should, getting back to the actual discussion, they will probably win this week. Yeah, really. And then yep. they will probably lose the week after. I don't unless think they're they get lucky and can like some unless like some weird shit happens like last year with the Niners taking out the Packers. If Seattle takes out the Niners this week, that means the Vikings would play the winner of um, Dallas and Tampa. And that's a that's a that's a winnable game at home for them. Hell yeah! So I mean, so yeah, I mean, weird shit happens in the playoffs. It happens every year. They've had enough weird shit happen to them this year that's been good. That maybe it'll happen in the playoffs it, once. It cannot possibly get any weirder in the playoffs. <laughs> we're, we're, I mean, they played the Giants oh, yeah, three weeks ago. Sure they did. kicked a. <laughs> They kicked a walk-off 61-yard field <laughs> yes, goal to yeah. win the game, and that was the third biggest win of the year. Yep. People aren't going to remember it because yeah, of how yeah, crazy it's this is. barely memorable. <laughs> it barely <laughs> ranks above a, another game where the other team tried to kick a 60-plus-yard field goal, hit the post and the crossbar, and it bounced out. Yep. <laughs> That happened this year, and you don't even remember it because it's impossible. I don't that know if that happened. That was the fourth happened. stupidest game this year. <laughs> a double doink on a 63-yard field goal that would have tied the game as time expired. Yep. I don't even know what team that was. That was the London game. Uh, the, was Saints the, London. the Saints. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah, the Saints yeah. in London. Sure. Yeah. Holy it shit, happened. I forgot about that. Yeah, there's no way to remember it because it's <laughs> been crowded out by all the other nonsense that's happened. Oh, so much, so much nonsense. How could it? How could it get even weirder in the playoffs? It's not possible. It's At some point, you'd think that, but that you would have been Jefferson wrong. throwing four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. We're on that level now. That might make top two or three of the season. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, Stu, why don't you hit me with your game prediction? What's the score? Um, I'd have to, let me think here. Um, oh God. I, let's say, um, what was it? La- it was last, it was 27, 24. We'll just say that again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that they're gonna miss an extra point just so for people to be super <laughs> miserable. I think they're going to win 26 and then the giants are going to come back and make it. And they're not going to get a, 26-24, they win. So one off from Stu with one missed extra point. An insane amount of drama. John, what do you got? I got uh, Giants 34, Vikings 6. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
I guess they could you... score 34 off us. You're right. It definitely has happened a couple of times. And their defense yeah, right. is good. Right. That's still it's still a bad history with the Giants in the uh, I just that's a little like too chicken esque for me. It's a little too little too chicken esque. I've got a couple of words for you. Oli Udo. Oh yeah. The, the I mean, if the Vikings do lose this week, it's because Oli Udo is Brian O'Neill's replacement and they have the third string center. So the offensive line is going to the uh, offensive line is it is going to be a very major issue this week. Um and they have a all that the Giants, but that's that's tough. Mm, and that the Giants like have a that. defensive coordinator whose name is for some reason Wink Martindale, and he blitzes all the time. So Wink Martindale. I'll Martindale. never is get his, used to hearing that in actual football name context. Martindale? I have um I think my wife actually looked it up because it made her so upset. There was another Wink Martindale besides the game show host. Yeah, it can't be right. <laughs> I, I, know, I thought right. it was a joke. Is that his actual name? I, I, I honestly thought it was a joke every time I read it. The sport of just deals in hard facts, John. I wonder if your last name was Martindale. Would you want to lean in and also be Wink Martindale, the second version of Wink Martindale? Wouldn't you choose literally any other name but that? You know, that seems I, insane to me. He must have committed a lot of crimes and was like, you know what? If I just change my name to Wink Martindale, I'll be ungoogleable. <laughs> all, all of my crimes will be, be they'll be conflated. Yeah, that's how you do it. He's a, he stink Martindale. That's what I like mm-hmm. to say. <laughs> All right, his name Incredible. is Don, by the way. This version of Wink Martindale is named Don. And he's allows himself just... to be called Wink. Yep. Well, I mean, it's because somebody called him Wink along the way. Because if you had a friend named Martindale, mm-hmm. you would absolutely Give call him Wink. wink. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wink Jr. Jr. Wink. Winky. Winky. Uh, okay, so we got our predictions on the record. Um, I'm curious, uh, maybe we can go every other on this one. If you could help me out for who to root for on the other playoff games this week, rooting interests. Um, Stu, hit me with uh, Seahawks versus Niners. This seems like a pretty easy one, right? Oh, Niners are going to win, but let's root for the Seahawks to get we that. We want to root for the Seahawks. Yeah. We like Geno Smith. We oh, hate the great Niners. Story. Great. Story. better for us. Brandon John, Dino, Dino Smith had 34 touchdown mm-hmm. passes his entire career, and this year he had 40. Holy shit, he had 40 touchdown passes this year? Yes. Oh, man, I know that I you only got, broke. Oh, hold on, hold on. It was 20, he had 24 career and then 30 this year. Sorry, I apologize. Oh, still good. It's still, still I know, really it's good. crazy. That's awesome. It's terrible. I think he broke Russell bad. Wilson's. I think he broke Russell Wilson's team records for yeah, passing yards. he did. I mean, that's. No need to look that up. Sport of fact. story. Plus, we always root for Seattle teams, John, right? Yep. Because yeah, of you. Okay. Speaking okay, of teams, so that's an easy playoff history. And then, then the when Minnesota and Seattle team plays, it's horrible. And yes. I hate it. Yeah. Okay, John. Uh, the next game, that's the first game, I believe, on Saturday. The next game is Chargers versus Jag- the Jaguars. Oh, Can you man. tell me who the we Jaguars should be rooting for? Are the Jaguars are our guys. They are our guys. Okay, good. That was a test. That was a trick yep. question. You fe- You passed it. Uh, the nice thing, though, about that is you really can't lose in this one. The Chargers are pretty no. fun to watch, too, because uh, little Justin Herbert just fires the pigskin mm-hmm. to and fro. Chucks to the his heart's content. He chucks the I rock. Think, if I remember right, I think I hate the Chargers. My, one of my good oh. friends, his wife is from San Diego. And, of course, mm-hmm. when they left, she is angry forever. So in the same way that I hate the Dallas Stars, I 
on her behalf, I must hate the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay, so we have a proxy hate here. Yep, proxy hate. Oh, good proxy hate. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, back to you, Stu. Dolphins versus Bills. Bills. Bills for sure, right? Is that purely because of Dana or just because they kind of are East Coast counterpart of uh, um, miserable towns that are very cold that deserve uh, some joy? They deserve some joy. Um, the Dolphins, I mean, they're either going to send the the quarterback who should not be playing any more games this year, who gives them their best chance to win. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Or they're putting in our beloved Teddy Bridgewater, who just... Oh, I, uh, can't quit him. No, Hard I to love quit him Teddy. so much, but this is such a bad spot for him. Mm-hmm. I'm so worried for I him. Think, yeah. So, yeah, I think Buffalo, um, and I mean, the whole AFC is just stacked. I just, that, that, that playoff round next week is going to have Buffalo and Cincinnati and Mahomes and maybe some other, I mean, might have your, your, your kitty cats might be in there. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's going to be so fun. Wow. Go Jags. Yep. Okay. Uh, next one. Ravens, Bengals, John. Bengals, probably. Okay. Yeah, Bengals. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. I don't, don't know, know if Lamar Jackson's playing. I, so that's. Yeah. I like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, true. I can't. Do I have anything against the Bengals? I can't remember. I was trying to think of, I feel like I should have some more feelings here about one of these teams, but I kind of just don't have the Vikings ever played the Bengals. I can't remember one game. No, never once happened. Mm. Pretty weird. Yeah. I mean, the first game of the year last year, John, that's when they played them. Did they play the Bengals? Yeah. They lost in overtime and our Dalvin cook fumble. Son of a bitch. Oh yeah. (laughs) What a year that was, man. Sure was. (laughs) bizarro year and then uh the last game of the weekend is a monday night game has this always been happening like a monday night brand new okay i'm not insane then dumb but not insane uh cowboys versus bucks who you got here Stu? uh man cowboys probably yeah yeah i'm with you i'm counting out touchdown tom i think it's time I think yeah. it's time to count out touchdown Tom. Uh, I winced a little bit when asking because I'm not very happy that I'm going to root for the Cowboys, but I just already know that I'm going to. I'm I'm done. I'm tired of Tom. Oh, say. tired Tom. Counting him out, and I'm tired. Both of them. John, what about you? I don't know. I can't force myself to care. <laughs> I'm really yeah. trying. I just, can they both lose? I just, I don't want to think about either one of them. So is this a game, if you don't care, will you even watch it? No, I probably won't watch that one. Gotcha. 
Yeah, Although, it's, Monday. There's, it's Monday night. There's not going to be anything else on. Yeah, that is a problem. Yeah. Oh, John will find something else to watch. I mean, you know, John will find something. I, mean, I, I, I might not be able to find something. John will find something. Quarterfinals of the preseason bandy tournament. Yep. Where, where's what channel's that on? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! It's the quarters <laughs> already <laughs> snuck up on me. Didn't think uh, we got past the round of sixteen yet. <laughs> okay, good. Well, that's our football. It's our football segment. Good segment. Great segment. Um, can we uh, can we move on, John? Uh, I was curious if you could talk to us a little bit about our Minnesota Wild, our beloved Minnesota Wild. Just to check yeah. in. What's going on here? They, they lost tonight. Um, Damn it. I did check. They lost a shootout, which, you know, whatever. Coin flip. Who cares? But they just, they've lost three in a row now. They, they haven't looked good. It's. <laughs> it, it seems like they're destined to finish with exactly 41 wins and 41 losses this year because they just keep going through this stuff. They really, they really are. They really are feeling the effects of that, of the Parisian suitor buyouts right now, because they, they've lost in, in the off season, they lost Kevin Fiala because they couldn't afford to pay him. And it makes sense. They, they, they ran out of the money by, by, buying Alprezi and Suter and they just couldn't keep him, which was fine in the sense that last year they got a ton of scoring beyond Caprizov and Zuccarello, who have been pretty reliable this year, but they got 20-some goals from Marcus Foligno and they got 34 goals from Ryan Hartman. And so they had all this other secondary scoring that sort of made up with that. And the worst thing that's happened to him this year, I think, is that that secondary scoring has completely disappeared. Uh, I mean, Felino's got four goals. He, he really went on a weird stretch, really 2020 through last spring, through 2022, those two seasons where he shot about 25%, um, which I, you know, I know you guys as Dr. Puck and Mr. No, Mr puck and dr crease there you go you know you that go. that's unsustainably that's high that's like league leading high and in a lot of ways shooting percentage in hockey is like uh batting average on balls and play in baseball right where it just sort of fluctuates and it's not like oh well this guy's amazing so he always has a high batting average on balls and play or Sidney right. crosby i mean his shooting percentage is not amazing alex ovechkin's shooting percentage is not amazing and it fluctuates year to year so you can impact it, it a little bit but not a ton yeah, exactly. So it they I think Felino's got four goals. Jordan Greenway has gotten two goals. I think they they sort of have this line that it, they keep calling it the their identity line, which is Joel Eric, Joel Erickson and uh Felino and Greenway. And it's it's an awfully good line and you look at it, it was one of the best lines in hockey last year, but that was partially because Felino was scoring a lot of goals. Greenway didn't score a lot of goals either last year. But I think Erickson X got 14 or something like that this year. But Greenway and Felino just haven't done anything. They were on the ice for the tying goal late in the third period this year. It just it they're not getting that production from those lines down the lineup, partially because Fiala's gone. And instead of Fiala on a line with Matt Boldy and whoever, now they've got Freddie Gaudreau and Hartman's finally back from injury. And so he's sort of playing on that line, but he hasn't gotten going very much either. Not not having people beyond Kaprizov and Zuccarello that can score is hard, and it's getting masked a little bit because the good thing 
that has happened. I was going to say the goaltending, but really it's Phil Gustafson in general. Um, coming Gusty. into the year, yeah, Gusty, I, Phil. Coming into the year, it was the biggest question that they had going was they had Mark Andre Fleury, who who sort of is what he is, and you you know what you're getting, but how they knew that Fleury at the age of 55 or whatever, however old he is now, was not going to be able to play 60 games this year. They were going to have to split the net between him and whoever was going to be the backup. And they, they went through the whole weird offseason thing. They traded Capocacan in last year, who was the backup to Cam Talbot, and then they traded Talbot in the offseason as well. And so they got rid of Talbot. They dumped Talbot and got Gustafson, and it was a little bit, I don't know. But if if you look at sort of the expected goals numbers, I I, I was just looking at moneypuck.com and they have Gustafson as top 10 in the, in the top 10 in the league in terms of expected goals saved above average. Nice. Flurry mean, you know, Flurry has been pretty much dead average, which means he's been pretty good after that opening three game stretch where they gave up 40 goals in three games or whatever set league <laughs> records for the number of goals that they'd given up in, in the first three games of the season. So in a sense, it, it sort of covered it up because last year they got pretty bad goaltending. And in fact, they've gotten pretty bad goaltending for a long time going back to when Devin Dubnik was here. So they had a lot of games last year where they won seven to six or five to four or stuff like that. And this year it's a much more normal situation in that they can't score, but they're also not giving very many goals up because they're getting better goaltending. And so it's sort of, you got one good thing that's happening. You got one bad thing that's happening and it's combining. They had a, they had a terrible start. Like we said, then they, they had been on a really good run where they had won 15 out of 19 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just it really climbed back up and now they lost three in a row again. And it's not, it's not quite like the Timberwolves in the sense that you look and you go, man, there are cracks all over and this is not going well. But this last three games has been pretty Timberwolves like, in you're just watching the game and going, what are they doing? How about, how about you try, this is crazy, but how about you try getting the puck behind the other team's net and then work from there instead of just, they, they got these constant track meets going. They lost a Buffalo and a terrible loss and they played the blues on, I think it was Sunday and they couldn't score a goal and they could have had 15 more guys on the ice and it looked like they couldn't score a goal. The blues were, missing half their players and playing their backup goaltender and they got beat. And then tonight against the Rangers, they were up two nothing and three to two and they blew both of those leads and lost in a shootout. So it's not, it's not bad, but it's not good. I feel like I ask this all the time, but are they still in sort of like average team purgatory? Mm-hmm. Is there any like light at the end of the tunnel here of like how they're going to level up? Well, the light at the end of the tunnel is Kirill Kaprizov. Yep, he's just gonna keep getting better, yeah. and then that'll kind he's, of he, paper he over the all way. the other things. Gotcha. He, he shines. He shines light from every orifice. Mm. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I looked up some statistics, John. Oh, good. I love statistics. Five thirty-eight does uh, does some analytics, as you know. They have an NHL they, page. Do you know where they? F- they're never wrong. Do you know where they place the wild uh, in terms of the best teams in the NHL? I'm going to say 14th, 9th, 9th. Uh, you know, I, I was just 
I, I quick clicked on 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 this moneypuck.com. They have a power rankings thing and they have the wild at tenth. So Okay. Hey, All right. Nothing wrong with that. That's good. Nothing Let's, wrong with that. Top ten. The percentage of five thirty eight they give chance of winning the Stanley Cup. Minnesota Wild. One point six. Four. Oh. That's great. Underestimating in a couple of different ways here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Four percent so, is not I mean four percent is above if you assume every team starts with even odds, one out of 25 is better than one out of 32. They would only have to repeat this season 25 times for them to win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> well, they've already repeated this season 16 times or whatever. <laughs> so be, they got to be, gotta be up getting close. <laughs> it's getting <there>. every season. <laughs> my whole entire life has been the wild finishing third in their division and losing in the first round of the playoffs every single year. Yep. That's going to happen again this year. Doesn't seem like they're so the Bruins, according to what I'm looking at, are extremely good. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. You know, yeah, there's, there's think, other good teams, but not dominant teams. Too. I think people like the Hurricanes. Okay. And uh, other than that, you know, I mean, it's hockey, so right. You take the best team in the league, and they play the worst team in the league, and the best team in the league is going to win like seven out of ten, maybe eight out of ten. Right. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Who's the worst team in the league? I got to go down to the bottom of these. Oh, it's Chicago. Good. Terrible team. Horrible city. Terrible yep. fans. Racist. Deserve it. Losers. Losers. <sighs> Good. Good wild check-in. Uh, Mr. Puck, do you have anything to add? Um, I think um, since we gave five to ten minutes to the wild, we should give five to ten minutes to our other uh, winter sports team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. <clears throat> and okay. we can handle that. Thank you so much. They've won four in a row, Brandon. They've won four in a row. This is a very much, as I've talked about, a feast or famine season. They're feasting right now. It's been great. Four wins in a row. Some of them have been kind of easy, but they have been necessary because Towns is still out. Uh, Rudy, I never doubted him. I've always (laughs) loved him. (laughs) Uh, No, I've, I've spent most of his career doubting him. Um, but he's been awesome. He's been really, really good the past four games in particular. D'Lo, I never doubted him. Always loved oh, him too. <laughs> Somehow he's been good. I don't get it. Um, I've hated him so much. It's almost like I don't even know how to turn around and actually start liking him. It's, it's not going to last. Don't worry about it. Um, Ant's been good. And it's crazy. The Western Conference, uh, it's been for the entirety of, I think, our lives has been a tough conference. Similar this year as well, but there's a lot of parity this year. They're basically, they have two winnable games coming up and it's not unreasonable to think that they could be legitimately like a five seed in like 10 days. Like it's not that hard okay. to think about. Um, when so that's tell the plus me that side. The, the Minnesota Timberwolves have two winnable games coming up. Mm-hmm. Assuming mm-hmm. that they're going to win both of those games is extremely unreasonable. Well, this is the, this is the, uh, Glass half full portion of the of the oh, conversation. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. A reasonable person would say they are definitely going to be favored against the Detroit Pistons next game, uh, because the Detroit Pistons are extremely bad, and then they've got the Phoenix Suns who are injured and at home, and they're going to be at home, and so they'll be favored for two games in a row. So you'd think reasonably, uh, ex- you'd expect them to win both games, and be like a six or seven seed, and that's still with no towns. That's all fantastic, but. On the other hand, they're the Timberwolves. Uh, Rudy and D'Lo will immediately turn back into pumpkins. 
I'm sure soon. Uh, Ant is injured. He fell really hard on his hip like a week ago. And, uh, and I'm sure he's, uh, he's going to have to sit out against Detroit and maybe longer, or he's going to just try to play through it. I don't even know which one's worse at this point. I mean, he and his doctors probably know a lot better than I do, but uh, it's not great, Bob, when your best guy and your young guy is injured with some sort of lingering hip injury. And on the other side of the ledger as well, if we're thinking glass half empty, is even when Towns comes back, a left a calf strain is basically just a precursor for an Achilles. You know how like <laughs> when you have uh, coworkers that are pregnant and they're about to go on mat leave, they like get super productive because they know they're going to be out soon, so they get a bunch of stuff done. That's like his Achilles heels. Like I'm going to be out soon. I'm going to be gone. Let me get a bunch of work done now. And uh, and he's going to be ruptured almost immediately when he comes back. So just plan on Cat coming back very temporarily. And it's going to be the Rudy D'Lo show for the rest of the season after that. So there's your pros and cons of where we're at with the Timberwolves. But uh, it's been a fun week. How much at this point do you love Kyle Anderson, Brandon? John, how much time do you have? I love him so <laughs> I got much. Unlimited time. Oh, right. It's a podcast. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. They do call him slow-mo uh, for a really good reason. He's the slowest human being I've ever seen on a basketball court. No exaggeration. <laughs> I thought, it, I thought it they were just making fun of him. He genuinely is extremely slow. I think it's a strategy. He is so slow. Guy, he'll, guys will like jump up to block his shot and then they've yeah. landed and he's still kind of going up and he doesn't get a shot block very often. He's, uh, he's, he's a so human slow. Ephus pitch. Yeah, he'll get up in the in the air and he jumps like he's in the air for a long time. He doesn't go up high. He just kind of <laughs> floats there for a half second longer than everybody else. And then he can make some weird pass that nobody's expected because it takes so fucking long to get out of his hands. <laughs> uh, he's it's just funny, like. At a signing like that, everybody was immediately like, oh, what a what a brilliant signing. What a brilliant, perfect thing for this team. And it's worked out perfectly for them. That's exactly who they wanted and who they needed. And uh, he's been great. So it took yeah. him until December to play him, but you know, we're not yeah. going to talk about that. Yeah. He's been getting a lot of run. Uh, they obviously need it. They've had a ton of injuries. I, I miss Jordan McLaughlin. I don't know what happened to him, but he's been out forever. He's um, got a calf too, doesn't he? I think that's right. And Torian Prince was out with the shoulder, but he's back. Uh, it's just a goofy, it's a goofy team. I mean, there's never been an NBA like this where it's so unpredictable we can bitch all we want and we should be bitching a lot about the wolves because they've been inconsistent, but I watch the NBA a lot. I've got league pass. And anytime I get even a half hour screwing around like after dinner, yeah. uh, Kids will be down playing video games or something. And I'll just have a half hour. I'll pop some game on. I was watching like the, this is real sicko behavior here, but I was watching the Hornets and Raptors tonight. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, love, I chose to. I love when somebody besides me on this podcast is a total sicko. Yeah. It makes me happy. There's so, but so there's good teams in the NBA. I know, I know. Well, my uh, my beloved Sixers were absolutely destroying uh, who they were games. playing. I think it was. The games uh, are good this year. No, yeah, they weren't on right now, or they were they were on TNT or something. Anyway, um, which I also have. I don't know what uh, what point I was trying to make there. Um, but there's a insane conclusions to ev- like there's multiple like a team is a 12 point underdog that beats the living shit out of the other team every single night. So it's not just a Wolves thing. 
I mean, again, let's continue to talk a lot of shit about the Wolves, but the NBA is just insane. Uh, there's just really good players on every team that can go off or be terrible. And so, yeah, there's a lot of parody. There's a lot of really surprising results. I talked to you about, I think I talked to you, the existential crisis I went through watching the Wolves lose on, I think it was New Year's, New Year's to, the, to the Detroit New Year's Eve. To the backup, backs up, backups of the Detroit. Lost your guy Boban. I mean, they were up by 14, I think at the half or 17 or something. And then the next night they went and, and uh, steamrolled the best team with a bunch of our backups with, with Jack Ryan, you know, the, the, the TV character. Shadow recruit, yes. Yeah. Shadow recruit. He was on the floor um, and a bunch of other no-namers. And so oh, by it's the just way, kind of I like that. To, I forgot to say, but congratulations on your 100th existential crisis of your Wolves fandom in your life. <laughs> well, <laughs> of the past two years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They come, they come fast and furious, but I'm starting to realize like the Wolves are not like any, I mean, they're just regular bad. They're not like insane, confusing bad anymore. That was the Rambus years. Uh, for sure, and the con years, and a bunch of others. Now they're just like they're all pretty similar teams, and so I don't know if that is helpful or that's a little bit more of a cynical whatever. But uh, in any event, the past week's been really fun. And they and next week are the wolves, terrible. but they have a good of chances. Eight other, I mean, realistically, at they, this point, who are the they odd, playing tomorrow night, Brandon? Just. I, I'm I don't just want to curious. talk about it. Who are they nah. playing tomorrow night? No comment. Let's move on. <laughs> Top six. Uh, they're playing those fucking Detroit Pistons again. Oh, boy. Yeah. Who just got beat by the uh, Sixers. Well, when I was watching, it was like by 35. So they didn't play anybody. So they'll be nice and fresh to to piss pound the, uh, and, um, the Wolves. And would, would a victory get the Wolves to 500? It's your woods, too. Okay. That's gonna be this be a rough Wednesday. That against it. That's uh, let's all steer clear. Oh boy, right there. Uh, Yeah, by the odds, and again, taking away like the wolves being the wolves. By the odds, right now, they have they could very easily in a month be like the three seed, Mm -hmm. and they also could be like the thirteenth best team in the Western Conference. The separation between like the five and the twelve seed is like four games. It's so tight right now. Yeah. And like good, like we're like right next to like the Warriors and the Lakers. I mean, yep. it's and yeah. the, the Oklahoma City the Thunder. Sun, yes, the Suns have gone in the tank. Suns have the been Suns bad. Have the Kings have been fine. Portland is like around five hundred. Uh, the Jazz have been really good. Now they're they're not very good anymore, but they might turn it around. Who knows? Don't count out Jared Vanderbilt. That's one of our number one right. rules. Never Can't count stop, out. Won't stop. Yeah, never, ever, ever. Uh, <laughs> Unless it's at the end of the season, and he's been completely beat to heck, and yeah, his legs are made of jelly, and he can't run anymore. Then you can count him out. Well, who were they playing last game? Oh, the Houston Rockets. I don't know if you guys watched that game. We can be done here in a second. But I they did came. Watch. Out, I watched a fair amount of that game. They were down by twenty in like early second quarter, and you start to think through, uh, like, well, they should just try to get it to like thirteen by the half. And then maybe if they get it down to like by seven by the fourth quarter, then you never know. They went on like a 24 to three run or something. And they had tied the game up even before, well before the half even ended. So just like crazy shit goes down nowadays. You can't really plan on anything being normal in the, in the NBA. <laughs> I, I like that you were thinking 
they should try to get this to 13 by the half. Whereas I was thinking, I wonder if they should fire Chris Finch after this game <laughs> or should they wait? Can they fire Tim Connolly? Their contract Is, implications. Uh, are A-Rod and Lori going to make their next payment or just walk away having given up a billion dollars? Yeah. What is I going mean, to become of us? That first quarter was about as bad as it. I mean, they gave up like seven put back dunks. The sports center top 10, seven of them were Houston Rockets dunks from the first quarter. <laughs> they almost oh, ran the table. Had trouble rebounding. That was, that was a surprise. Yeah, no shit. Oh, so who knows? So I'm happy this week. Check back in next week. Yep. Next week's podcast, Brandon will be miserable yep. yet again. That's a guarantee. Uh, let's do a quick hit. Uh, loons update. John, what's going on with our beloved loons? Well, they started preseason. This is the time of year when those of us who can't get out and see what's going on in training basically spend our time scouring the social media channels and seeing who hasn't showed up yet. It's very much like the Twins in spring training where every year they got two guys from Latin America that somehow just can't make their way to the United States. They always have the Twins always have at least one relief pitcher that somehow is stuck in Curacao or something like that and can't get out and won't be there till March 15th if ever. I don't know how it happens every year, but the same thing is sort of true of Minnesota United of they start preseason and you look at the pictures and you go, hmm, I don't see Emmanuel Reynoso and I don't see Franco Fragapane and I don't see Dane St. Clair and this is this is getting concerning. So there's a whole weird situation going on with Emmanuel Reynoso, who's their best player, um, where last year he was accused of assault in Argentina. And so the whole offseason was everybody going, I don't, I mean, is he in, where is he? Is he in jail? Is he going to be here at all? Is is his career over? And then, you know, he made it more or less at the beginning of the season and he said everything was resolved and we all didn't have to worry about it. And then like, Two weeks ago, all of a sudden, the stories were out where actually he might go on trial this week. The The judge has ordered something, something, blah, blah, blah. I don't understand the Argentine, Argentine legal system, and I don't think anybody who's listening to this podcast will either. So I can't speak intelligently on what's going on. But it was like a repeat of last offseason where maybe he'll be here, maybe he won't be here. So... He was supposed to be, apparently their MLS is doing sort of a media tour kind of thing in California. He was supposed to be there this week. He's not there, but apparently is supposed to be in Minnesota tomorrow for training. So again, it'll just be check on, check on the social media. Do we see any pictures of Emmanuel Reynoso yet? Franco Fragapani's in the same boat. Apparently he's supposed to be there tomorrow. Dane St. Clair, who's their goalkeeper. He was playing in the world cup with Canada or I, you know, not playing, but he was at the world cup in Canada. So He's going to be there soon. And it's a lot of just looking around and going, all right, who's actually here? Who is who? Who's going to show up? There's a lot of rumors about guys that might come in soon, which is good because they really they, they had some holes to fill. and They really haven't done anything. They signed sort of some veteran backups and stuff and picked up a guy off waivers, but nobody that's really exciting yet. So it's preseason starting, but it's all. It's all yet to happen. So they're really, really Sydney Ponsoning it up right now, aren't they? They really are. There's a lot of Ponsones. Too much. A ponsons. murder of Ponsones. <laughs> I already wrote the other one down. I can't. <laughs> I'm not writing this one down. 
man. So the their first game is February 25th, I think. So they got a little time here, but the their preseason schedule is a little weird because they're in Minnesota now. Then they're going to go to Florida for a couple of weeks, come back to Minnesota. Then they got a tournament to, in Coachella for a couple of weeks, and then the season starts. So they got like multiple spring trainings going on. Hmm. Nice. And it's, it, you know, the, I was just comparing. I was comparing Coachella it to, is where they're yeah, at. Yeah, like the Coachella Valley. Huh. I didn't know that. Huh. The more you know. So I was just comparing it to baseball spring training, but in a lot of ways, MLS preseason is the exact opposite of baseball spring training because baseball spring training, it's like, all right, here's the day everything starts and this is absolutely happening. And there's 45 twins reporters that are there every day telling you what's going on. MLS preseason, very mysterious. Most of the time it's closed. You don't know who's there. You don't know who's not. You don't know what's happening. You can only watch the, they play these preseason games and only sometimes can you watch them? No. And sometimes nobody's allowed to watch them ever. And very strange. If you don't have the goods, John, no one does. Yeah. I mean, people say this more and more. You hear it. You hear it. They're saying it very strongly and loudly. I have what the, I have the important thing, which is the ability to read what actual people write. (laughs) <laughs> that people that know things right here, That's, which is why you're the smartest one on this podcast yeah no shit <laughs> you can uh-huh. read sick brag all uh-huh. i got is league pass and john there's also there's they're trying to sign a free agent from an asian team yeah, that's is right that from korea he scored yeah. two goals at the world cup we practiced pronouncing his name before the podcast started but show you sung cho you sung from mm-hmm. south korea Scored, like I said, scored a couple goals for the South Korean national team at the World Cup. And apparently Minnesota United is in a busy bidding war with two teams from Scotland and a team from Germany. So I yeah, don't know what can possibly go wrong. And the reason I liked him is that he learned a different language just so he could taunt a player in his native language. And that is so petty and sportive <laughs> that I really want him to be on the Minnesota United this year. That's right. One of us. That's yes. That's the kind of that's the kind of jerk just the kind of jerkdom you really want to aspire to and like teach the children to do well it shows that he's dedicated hard work willing to put in the extra time that's not his language that's a whole new language new words that is not to realize what the other language i mean there's a lot of steps to this you can give him credit for that's incredible yeah i'm impressed yeah i mean i I call them sportive but really the sportive way is like minimum effort for maximum cruelty yeah. Whereas he's actually putting in putting in the work to be mean. Yeah. Whereas he's the best like, of us. you know, just you know, just right. that. well, maybe do a podcast and talk shit about you. And that's the extent of what we'll do. So anyway, I hope they sign him. <laughs> well, definitely, we definitely do that. Yeah. Yeah, he's the most sportive player that I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. For soccer. Yeah. For soccer. Yeah. Yeah. John, that was excellent. Uh, okay. Boy, you guys let me you guys let me do a wild update and a Minnesota United update. You guys are the best friends anybody could ever ask for. I know we didn't mean to do that. That's too many. We, we were just yeah. going to choose one, and we did both. Oh my god! Well, Boy. let's finish this up with a uh, a top six. Stewart, over right. to you. Hey, thanks, Brandon. You know um, these top sixes tend to be family affairs. <laughs> um, yeah. Not the ones I have to read. When <laughs> I have to read them, they're horrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because I give you the ones that rocket sense. That's that's. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's a, a that's different. a major problem. Yeah, but this is from me, and um, 
Well, this one like cover cover the kids' ears. Uh, send send your mother in law out of the room. Yeah, dad, turn it off. Yep. <clears throat> um, what follows are the top six filthiest Minnesota town ball team names. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> um, the Millers are not in there, Brandon. So I was going to say what could yeah. okay. Um, <clears throat> um, we're going to do the also. We had uh, three teams that also received votes. Uh-huh. Okay. They are the Atwater Chuckers, <laughs> the Shoreview Stump Grinders. <laughs> awful. That the can't Hancock be real. Orphans. Why, why would you name your kid? Huh? They're, just, they're called the Orphans. I mean, That's a fine. triggering term. I know. <laughs> who, who does that? So yeah, many names County. to choose from, and you chose that. And I think there's more than one Orphans. I think Howard Lake is also the Orphans. I don't, I don't get it. Outstate Minnesota is weird. We've discussed that at length. Yep, we're proving Other it yet again. <clears throat> Maybe the number one podcast that proves that Outstate Minnesota is weird. You're not yes. going to get in any of that in yep. any other podcast, but this. Okay, those anyway. all those just received votes. Those they didn't just make it on the board. Votes, much like Gophers football. <clears throat> all right, the top six filthiest Minnesota Tomball team names. Number six, the Dilworth Rail Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh no! I mean, come on, come on, Dilworth. That's that's like Glendon Felton shit. You're better than this, Dilworth. Somehow expected more from Dilworth, which is not saying really much did. of anything. And we did I, still expect more yeah. from you, Dilworth. What you expect from Dilworth is you're almost a fucking Fargo. That's what you expect <laughs> out of Dilworth, and you're still not there. Number five, the Deer Creek Shockers. Oh no! <laughs> uh, just, just. Make the hand gesture at home. Don't, Wichita don't. State alum. Is that possible? Yeah, possible. You don't know. I don't even know where Deer Creek is. And I'm not. Nah, I know where care. every place is. And it's near Wadena. It's near Wadena. Sure. People say that, but they don't mean it. <laughs> Can't prove it. Number four, the Lamberton Long Sox. <laughs> not white Sox, not black Sox, not red Sox. Long socks, Lamberton just, long um, socks. That yeah. sounds, I, again, that sounds like a prank or they're, something. They're, they're just, you know, like when the Chili Peppers would like do a whole set with like tube socks on there. Oh right, like, that's the long socks. Clearly, what they're referencing here, and I don't like it. It's gross. Kids go to those games. It's filthy, and it just it's just going to get worse from here. Number three. The St. Anthony Hogs. Yeah, I knew that <laughs> was yep. coming. Yep. Just yeah, kidding. I've never. Uh, I've, I we play them a lot. We play them. I, I should ask. I I'll ask them next season. What were you going for there? Yep. Yep. It's just like you're handling those hogs. That's what you're doing. There's uh, no hogs in St. Anthony. Uh, never has been. Nope. What was Shoreview? <sighs> the stump grinders? Uh, yeah. So he, is we that, a, is that a real thing? That could John, be like a business, is, from, the, the business owner. Brandon, Brandon, you have, have you ever played the Shoreview Stump Grinders? Shoreview Stump Grinders are not a town, uh, class A town ball team. That might be a, in a different, in a different. Yeah, I think it's the Shoreview guys I know are the Tri City Shark, not yeah, Sharks. I the saw shark. That. Yeah, I saw that. They they collectively make up a single shark. Now that's not going to make the list no. not filthy enough, but it is would probably get a top Stupid six on the dumbest. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty dumb. But the hogs are good. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a terrible name. <laughs> Dirty terrible poop name. mouth team. Yep, sick of it. Number two. And again, you have 
your mind will like just race at the thought of how filthy number one is. Number two, the Benson Plowboys. <laughs> <laughs> just God, what are you doing to those boys? Leave them alone. Come on. They're kids playing. Come on. Jeez. I mean, just call them the Tigers or it doesn't matter. You don't need to. There's Wildcats. Just call another, them the Wildcats. Panthers. Another, another solid showing for Swift County on this podcast. <laughs> really? Just uh, they will God. not go quietly in the night, Swift no. County. They demand recognition. Yeah. Notoriety. Mean, this type of shit does not go on Clontarf. Oh, boys. <laughs> You better back up, ladies. Plowboys yep. are here. Yep. Oh, God. Disgusting. Toot, toot. Just, just the worst. God, I'm so I'm I'm I get I'm getting angrier and angrier as I read these. Your face is getting redder as you speak. I know. Oh, anyway. Number one, the Hadley Buttermakers. <laughs> well, Shout out Jim Anders. Just uh no, he he knows. He knows. He, he knows probably the kind of filth he's dealing he, with. He is a filthy person himself. Just, uh, just filth. Oh, butter just, makers. Come on. Butter makers. I mean, we we know. Okay, guys, we know. We get it. Ha ha. Very funny. You're we not get getting it. one by us. Not the sportive guys. We were nope. bored at, at night, but not last night. Nope. <laughs> anyway, that's that's this week's top six. Fantastic. And again, Steve. I apologize again to... All that was disgusting. Youth groups, Oof. young children listening to this. I am sorry on behalf of the sport podcast, but wash my ears. You have to have a top six so... every time we do this now, and it's our most popular segment. Yeah, people ask about it every week. What's going to be the top six? What's the... I get stopped like, on the street, and I don't even do them. Yeah, I know. It's just what's know going you... to be the top six. People are asking. And, yeah, that was military filthy. government. That was disgusting. I used to love this leaders. segment. Now I'm out. Yeah, religious so. leaders of all kind are Tipper Gore is gonna, gonna be call us in. Yeah, God, that's I I just it's it's gross. But I mean obviously the problem is in Minnesota town baseball. Well, I it's mean, not your, your fault. They're there. they're the ones who named it. I know you're just reporting the news. Yeah, and I mean these towns are like, yo, you know, we're small towns, we know a lot of we're Lutherans. Faith is very important to our community, and here you are naming yourself the plowboys. Oh just <laughs> Filthy. I, it's so much filth. Horrible. It's so dirty. You're it's, dirty. All of you are dirty. None porno, of you are free of sin. None of porno you. Porno towns. Sick of it. Oh. Well. I don't, I mean that was that was great. It was no, outstanding. It I loved it. But I horrified. just it is also yeah. yeah. I, I, I just want to like bring attention to this. I mean yeah, that's important. State has this like great town ball culture, but yeah. this is the underbelly of it. You basically no just did like it. you just did like a spotlight in Minnesota. Yeah, you know, your Woodward and Bernstein mm-hmm. of the spotlight crew of Minnesota. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean, <laughs> John. I just saw like a look of like I. I was going to say, I don't know. It was, it was an extremely unfair joke, and it wouldn't make any sense because nobody but you and me can see Stu right now. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a joke about Stu's haircut, which I think is cool, but it was unfair. So I'm oh, just going to. Okay. I did see some wheels turning. I thought you were just going to quit the podcast. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't quitting. It was, it was mostly beating myself up for why would you say that? How dare you? Just why would you Stu think your, that? Stu is your friend. Oh, Thank wow. You. Thank you. Mm, mm, mm. 
Well, thank you for bringing that to our attention, Stu. I think it's really important to, you know, what is it? Uh, sunshine is the best disinfectant. That's yes. Right. So maybe the, anyone, maybe the boys of plow and the hogs and the butter call makers. Your, call your congressperson. Call yes. your representatives. Yep. Right? Call. Make sure they know about this. The lions. They could all be named the lions. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a fine team name. How about the bears? There's there's bears. The, yeah. You know. Yeah. Totally different birds. Any, There's any lots one of, of these birds. teams could be the Lakers with no trouble. Oh yeah, we're in Minnesota. Yep, just call yourself the Lakers. Yeah, the the, the woods, the trees, the trees, everything that's not filthy. I I do want to say, having grown up very near Swift County, calling them the trees would be a misnomer. <laughs> that's true. The plains, flatland, flatlanders, the would flatlanders. Be yep, mm-hmm. the corn stalks. But you had to go with. Yes. Go with the filth. The, the, you, 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 you couldn't help you it. You couldn't stop yourself. It gets you the headlines. That's, oh, it's, that's it's, right. I hope you're happy. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah. Well, I think we've we've done a great thing here today. Yes, we have. We really have. Okay. With that, let's wrap up. All righty. See you next week. LOL. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.